Hi, here we are with Balance in the Bar. I have Shannon Snedeker from Snedeker Law in Lake Mary, Florida. I'm so excited to have you on this podcast, Shannon. You are actually like the guest that I wanna highlight because you have such an amazing background. So welcome, how are you? Thank you, thank you for having me, I appreciate it. We're so happy you know, to have you. So. You know, really the podcast, it's called Balance and the Bar. And, you know, it started out with me starting a business over a year ago and then watching Can You Have It All? And looking back at my whole career, being a mom, being a businesswoman, traveling, and really asking the question, can you do it all? Can you be a you know busy mom, a lawyer, a businesswoman? I struggle still with the answer. So we're going to really explore it um, in this podcast. So okay. tell us a little bit about yourself. I know, first of all, I'm going to just throw it out there. Her slogan is putting the personal back in injury law. And um, just tell us a little brief synopsis of your law firm. And, um, and then we're going to really delve into the fun stuff. Sure. So our firm is Snedeker Law. Um, and our slogan, like you said, is putting the personal back in personal injury, um, which it it didn't take too much time to develop that because organically that's just who I am. And I feel like I look around everywhere in central Florida and the market is saturated with personal injury firms and um, you know, everybody has their own spin on things. But what I have come to find is that not only are the attorneys putting out, here's the numbers I can get you. I think a lot of the clients feel like they're, it's just a number. And it's just a number to the attorney and it's just a number to them. And, and when you're involved in an accident, you don't feel that way. Uh, most of my clients, it's very personal to them what they're going through and they're hurt and they're frustrated and the process can be complicated. And so our slogan is basically looking at the culture around us and saying, you know, we're going to work and dedicate our firm to putting the person first and making it a personalized experience where everybody feels like they are um, paid attention to and their claim is important regardless of how small or big it is, it's big to the person. So that's how we approach every single client. And that's why we have the slogan that we do. Yeah, I've always looked at it like the lawyer you see on TV is often not the lawyer you're going to get. And you are actually in the largest advertising market in the entire country with, um, I'm sure everybody knows the Orlando market and, you know, the largest um, firm in the country started right in your area. But you're right. I mean, if you hire a large firm like that, you are not going to get the attorney you see on TV. You're going to probably not even talk to an attorney because the caseload is so large where when they hire you, they're going to get that personal service. They're going to talk with you. Um, and that's what I love about you and working you know, with you and getting to know you is I know you've got that whole approach, which is what I believe in as well. Um, right. So well, you know, it is saturated and I am um, proud to say that I am on TV, but I also still talk to my clients and I'm the attorney representing them and I, I don't have a problem um, ever getting on the phone or texting with a client because they need that. They need to hear from their attorney. And while we have amazing staff with case managers and paralegals who can answer any question that our clients have and they are experienced and educated to do so, 
it feels different when you hear from your attorney. And so we can, you, we can say with you, the lawyer you see on TV is the attorney you get. When you yes. call Connecticut Law, you get to speak with Shannon. Yes, Absolutely. Exactly. Um, so that's really, really something that um, resonates. And tell us a little bit about why did you go into injury law? I know you have a little bit of a personal story and that also helps you um, because I have this whole philosophy about, especially with women marketing themselves, that it's the three P's. One of them is passion and then going out and promoting yourself, but then finally doing this publicity piece. But I think the passion when I speak with you is really what resonates. And if you could tell us a little bit about how you decided to go into this um, space. It's an impactful story. So I actually started my career doing defense work. So I defended personal injury claims and I swore up and down. I am never going to be a personal injury attorney. Okay. Well, maybe if I become a personal injury attorney, um, I'm not going to ever have a billboard. Okay, fine. I'll get a billboard. And then if I do that, I'm never going to be on TV. And here I am, you know, social media, commercials, billboard, everything I said I wasn't going to do. Um, and I think the switch for me um, is honestly, you know, not only my upbringing, but just who I am as a person. I want to help people. And while when you're defending a personal injury claim, you are helping someone, you're helping advocate for them, but you're reporting to an insurance company who um, it's a very thankless job where they thank you by giving you another file to work on um, all while cutting your hours and cutting the rate of pay. Um, so it just felt I felt like it was flat um, and switching sides, it allowed me to actually interact with people who I feel like I'm truly um, making an impact um, on some level in their lives. And even though no one wants to meet a personal injury attorney because you're talking about something that could potentially be really catastrophic and life changing, um, the opportunity to hold their hand and actually counsel them through that process as an attorney um, and a listening ear has definitely made me feel more fulfilled professionally. No, and I appreciate that so much as an attorney and a woman myself practicing. I felt that clients would open up more to me maybe than they would to some of my male counterparts. And then that begs the question, I mean, so many um, of the women who go to law school, and this has been a question that I've asked continuously, end up leaving their careers early on to have a family because it's not easy, right? And the question then is, you know, when I'm at these conferences and I see the majority of the attendees are men and fathers, where are the women? And what, you know, because if the law school classes have, actually now the law school classes have more than 50% women, yet I think I read a statistic by year five or six, the numbers change so exponentially where it's 80, 20% um, men versus women, because when women are about, to have children, often they bow out of the career. And it's just where I look at you and your story and how helpful and impact, you know, you can really hold those clients' hands and you can bring the experience of being a mom, being a woman to the practice, why it's become so difficult for women to juggle everything. And that's something that, you know, I really would like to explore in more depth with you. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I read a statistic that um, a lot of the big drop off is after year 10, there's a lot less women practicing. And, you know, as you know, this um, profession is a grind and it's difficult. And 
there's a lot of pressure, not only, you know, from clients, but other attorneys or, you know, the court deadlines, it's a lot. Um, and I feel like you have to have, it starts with employers. Honestly, I think a lot of employers are not really, um, forgiving of young professionals who also want to have that balance of family. I think it might be starting to change as men want those same desires that um, their female counterparts want. Um, there's definitely been a shift there. And I think the men could help change the culture. Um, but I mean, me personally, I had, I was really discouraged in my early years of practice because of the expectations and the pressure. And um, sure, you can you can work here. With, we don't care that you have kids, but we still expect you to get here at seven and leave at six and bill, you know, hundreds of hours a month and basically not see your children. And, and that wasn't something for me. So I really wanted to leave the practice of law because of that. And fortunately, um, the way my life took me is I ended up with an employer who, who happened to be a male, but he was very supportive and encouraging that you can have both. And I'm going to support you in both of those efforts. And you can be of a good attorney and effective attorney, hardworking attorney, and also have time for, you know, the preschool parade. <laughs> it's okay I, if you go I, to that. I, and I, love, I love that. I mean, I remember the, you know, I would go when I was working in, my daughter was two, I had a two-year-old, a four-year-old and a seven-year-old. And I remember going to work, coming home so I could be back for that like late afternoon carpool and then working again after bath time when I put the kids to bed and, and I, and you figure it out. Right. And if you're a professional, you can easily juggle and there's nobody that could juggle more than any, like a mother can juggle. So, um, that's one of the things I wanted to ask you for any other, you know, lawyers out there or professionals, busy moms that are maybe debating, like, am I going to be able to do it all? Um, do you have any tips for other women out there or even stay at home, you know, dads or dads that want to get back in the workforce, moms that are wanting to get back in? How, can you juggle and what like tips can you give them about that? Yeah, I mean, I think you can certainly juggle, but sometimes balls fall, right? Like you're not going to be perfect at it. And some days I feel really confident in my practice and I feel like I'm on top of my cases and I'm um, super present with my team here um, and very connected to everyone. And then, you know, same with home. And then other days it, it switches where I feel like I'm, you know, <laughs> holding on at threads to make sure everybody at home gets what they need. Um, but I think that it starts with just a recognition that you don't have to be perfect and that's hard to accept that you don't have to have everything perfect all the time, but the sooner you can accept that, you know, if the kitchen doesn't get cleaned one night, that's okay. It'll get cleaned tomorrow. It can wait. <laughs> I, I love that so much. And Rachel and I, we were on a podcast recently and we talked about grace and mercy, like giving yourself a break, right? And not pushing that, like you said, we just said, it, it's not, you don't have to be perfect. It's exactly what we were saying. And I think when you lean into that and you know, things are, like you said, balls are going to drop, things are going to happen and just let laugh at them and then move on and figure it out. Right. Um, right. You know, I always say sometimes too, like, not that as a lawyer, you're going to want to make sure deadlines are met and you have your team organized and all of that. 
But I joke around some days. I'm like, hey, listen, I'm not doing surgery. I mean, if something happens, it happens, but it's nothing that's going to be devastating that we can't fix. Um, and just to let everybody know, I mean, Shannon is the perfect mom to talk about the juggle of it all because she does run her own firm, an amazing lawyer, an amazing business woman, but she's also got three children and three stepchildren. So, um, you know, one of the things we wanted to talk about is if you have any funny stories about trying to juggle it and anything that maybe happened along the way, if you can think of something kind of humorous that would, you know, give a younger mom, maybe a young mom starting out some hope that look at her, she's got it all together, but something funny happened in her life. Yeah. I mean, I do think there is, um, there's hope because of COVID helped a lot in a lot of ways. I feel like for, um, anyone with young children who are trying to do both, um, meaning that the customers or the clients, um, while they want to, you know, be the top priority and they should be, um, they understand that, you know, you might be working from home, talking to them and the dog works where that used to be, you know, something that just didn't happen. And, um, I've been able to do so many calls in my car where I'm threatening my children to not say one word. And, um, at one point I was on a call with a opposing counsel and we were discussing a case and, um, my car broke down. I had three or four kids in the car and I mean, smoke coming out of the engine and so terrified to tell opposing counsel that I had this emergency and I had my kids in the car. And so I just kept talking to them. We pulled over and I like ran up the hill to finish the call. <laughs> so, you know, stuff happens and, um, I mean, you I know. remember being at soccer games on the sideline and somebody would call about a case, same kind of thing. And I'd be like, wait, and someone's about to score a goal. And I'm like, you know, running up a hill. And they're like, where did that yeah. woman go? Right? Like, where did she just go? The, her kitchen. And then I came back. He's like, did you see it, mom? I'm like, oh, yeah, you did a great job. I missed the whole thing. Right? Like, but I feel like now the kids, my kids are older, but they look back and I think they get it more now that they're all working. And maybe at the time I wasn't the mom that had, you know, I went to the grocery store to bring the treats to, you know, instead of baking for an entire day. But I think they now appreciate what I've been able to accomplish. And they're really proud of that. Where at the time I was like, I didn't get to bake and all the other moms came in with perfect cupcakes and my stuff was from the grocery store. But it's okay, right? I mean, right. There's those, you know, the moms that, and I'm very thankful. I mean, a lot of my children's friends, parents, you know, some of them stay home and they, they fill in those gaps where I can't. And, you know, there's been plenty of times where I'm getting calls about, Hey, we helped your child with this, just so you know. And I'm so thankful to them because they're being present and taking pictures and videos and, and all that, of that. that is everything. And I think that's one of the tips that we can kind of talk about is surrounding yourself with a village of other like-minded families and women who support each other, right? And get right. it. And it's not a competition. And I feel like with the stay-at-home moms and then the work moms, sometimes it's turned into this, you know, you almost, like I remember not even wanting to talk about what I did at work because I wanted to just fit in when I would go out for dinner with some of the stay-at-home moms. But now I look back and think that wasn't really the best. But my best friends 
always had my back and they'd help me like figure out the schedule. And I'm like, how can I do this carpool and be here? And you probably see with all the kids, like, how are you supposed to be at a hearing, you know, get the kids to their, you know, soccer games or dance classes and then show up. And what if something runs late? So having that, so I think that's like a really good tip. And that was one of the questions, you know, I was going to ask you about, you know, a tip and that's just surrounding yourself with people and telling them the, and asking that for help and just saying, right. I really appreciate your support. And, you know, and they show up for you. They really do. I think they're very, right. that's a great tip. You know, um, what kind of challenges um, have you had with running the practice and then trying to balance such a busy home life? And is it something that you kind of like put charts up around the house and do the kids <laughs> help out more and what that like kind of help us with that? Yeah, I mean, so the biggest challenge um, as far as, you know, it's not just like you're going to work and you're billing your hours and then you're clocking out and going home when you're running a business. There's a lot more involved. Um, most importantly, where's the business coming from? So even though, you know, um, we have clients that have active cases that we need to work on, I'm always thinking of what we need to do to make sure that business continues to come in, which, which is just an added pressure um, versus someone who's just, you know, clocking in and clocking out and going to work and, and not to suggest people don't work after hours. I know lots of attorneys do, most of us do. Um, but when you have the, the business side of it, or you have someone who's called out or an issue with, you know, an administrative HR level, um, you got to deal with it right? It's on you. So that definitely makes things way more challenging. Yeah. Sure. I actually, um, when I, the first thing I was kind of thinking about you and I talking and I, one of the notes I wrote down had to do with the fact that no one taught us in law school how to run a business and you're running a busy family, a very, you know, robust practice. You're doing, you know, everything from, you know, like we're spending all this time on marketing and half the time I'm like, I need you to do this. You're like, I'm in a hearing right now and that has to, right? But it's, that's the juggle. So it's not just juggling home life. Like you're saying, well, I could clock in and clock out. You're juggling running a business, practicing law and a busy family. And I spent some time yesterday doing a podcast with a business coach and we talked about multitasking because my theory was women could multitask because we're moms and we can do this. And he actually called me out on that, which I found interesting. And he said to me, I don't think that anybody can do anything amazing and multitask. And he's pushed me to be more present, to block time and just really spend time working on the business and block out all distractions, right? And then spend time. So I'm curious to know your take on being present, you know, and I joked about my husband who also runs a practice and is a busy attorney. I said, he's on a deposition. He's like, you know, got stuff on his phone. He's you know, multitasking like I've never seen before. And he's like, well, I think you should talk to him about trying to slow down to go fast and being really present and trying to block some time. And it's never going to be perfect. But do you have any tips for us about ways that you can kind of, because you are good about saying I'm in a meeting, I can't do this, you know, where I feel like he would just pick up the call and still have the deposition running. But yeah, I, I feel like women are better multitaskers. I am going to put that out there. I do believe that. But I do think that there is something to be said for being 100% present in what you really need to be. 
So there's a time where you can multitask. Like I could be, you know, yesterday I was in a mediation, but the mediator wasn't in my room. And so you and I got on the phone and I'm responding to emails and I'm taking phone calls. I'm multitasking. I'm doing a bunch of different things at once, right? But there's sometimes where you need to be focused on what is in front of you. And I feel, you know, early on in my career, um, a more seasoned female attorney at the time told me, you know, I'm like, I don't know how to do this. I'm about to have a baby. How am I going to manage both? And she was like, give 100% effort at work when you're at work and 100% effort when you're at home. And I think to, you know, the person, um, business coach you were talking to, I've noticed that if I really spend five minutes with my one of my children, whoever needs me at that moment when I get home, whether we're talking about Legos or homework or the mean boy on the playground or whatever it is, if you spend five minutes and you're just completely present with them, then it's just such time well served, right? Or well spent because they feel fulfilled. You know, you're completely present versus like looking at your phone. And I feel like with work, you have to be the same way of sometimes I have to give all of my attention to what my client is saying because they need to be heard or I need to pay attention solely to the presentation I'm giving in court because otherwise we'll let all the other stuff fill your and head. The details are so important because if you're not like really in that mode with your client, you might miss that detail that's so important for their case that they don't even realize, you know, it has to do with some treatment or maybe getting them to a different doctor or a different... So you've got to be listening and sort of thinking you can't be right, like listening. And then the kid. So my kids knew, like, don't, eat, you know, I'm in a meeting just, you know, unless it's an emergency. We had a code like an emergency. An emergency isn't my I can't find, you know, my like whatever. That actually sometimes could be if there was a game and they couldn't find their shoes. But I mean, it's like, hey, the house is on fire, which we actually had that happen once too. Like, it's crazy. Someone was making mac and cheese and I'm in a meeting and they're like, the house is on fire. The fire trucks are here and I'm rushing out. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's an adventure, but I'm sort of at that tail end of it. And then watching my kids, one of the things and I, and I'm wondering if you do with this too, as, as much as when I would go home, I tried to be present. I also wanted them to come to work with me sometimes to see what I did or share stories with them. And at the end, you know, when they were teenagers, a lot of them were like, I don't want to hear what you have to say, mom. But if there was something very impactful, like, a, you know, that I wanted to share with them that I thought would be helpful, I did. And now they kind of say, mom, we like now look back and I know you were annoying at the time, but we see why you did that and we're really proud you know at the time i'm like oh, i don't know but i would make them show up with me for charitable um things and and work events maybe have them stuff you right. know bags for clients or whatever it was i wanted them to be a little bit involved right yes yeah. I mean, my kids are you know reluctantly in my office quite often <laughs> but i mean to your point i think too it's a good especially what i do um you know, every, every kid has their struggles, right? But when they hear other stories about how other people's lives are affected or what they're going through, it's very humbling. I think it's a humbling exercise for our kids. And, and also to see that, you know, you have to work hard. You have to, you don't just open a business and everything comes in. Um, you have to make it happen and you have to go after it and you have to have good work ethic. And, um, try hard and stay focused and 
they have to see that and see all the different moving parts. And I think it makes them have um, better big picture perspective, ultimately. At least that's my hope. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> what you just said is everything to me because this podcast is really working on building a book that I've been working on for six years, and it's called Make It Happen. That's the name no. of the book. So the fact that you just said that is everything. And that's really what it's all about. Like we're all doing our best. And Shannon, I mean, you're making it happen. You are incredible. I am so excited to continue this conversation with you. We'll do more of these podcasts together because I know other women out there and men too want to hear your story about how you've built a successful law firm so anybody out there, you got to follow Shannon Snedeker on all of her social media channels because she's got a lot of really interesting, amazing tips about not just what she's doing for work, but how she runs her business and how she runs her life. So we're excited to hear more about, you know, how you're juggling it all and making it all happen. So thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thank you.